I told you so. And actually he was talking to the disciples at that time. And a lot of times, a lot of times when somebody says something to you, uh, I told you so, it's really irritating. And so I've gotten to it, y'all, that I really don't say I told you so no more. I just say the word, say the word and leave it alone. It's up to them if they want to wanted to receive and this lesson is very important that we listen to what Jesus was saying now he was speaking to his disciples today he is speaking to us to you me and all those that can hear him and is obedient to his word now I'll, I'll go ahead and start out with it now all this I've told Jesus is speaking all this I've, I have told you so that you will not fall away he said I'm telling you this so you won't fall away he was talking to the disciples. He said, they will put you out of the synagogues. In fact, the time is coming when someone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. I want us to be able to apply this lesson to our own lives as we're going out. The, the targets that we get sometimes, the stones that's thrown out of us. People think that and when you're actually... If you're doing something honest, uh, a lawyer, they think they're doing a great thing when you knock you, when they knock you down today. So please take each word and apply it to yourself. Verse three: They will do such things because I have not the Father. Because uh, well, let me go back. They will do such things because they have not known the Father of me. Bottom line, they don't know who Jesus is. When they don't know who Jesus is, even today, don't waste your time trying to tell somebody, be hammering into him. If they have not accepted Jesus in their heart, they're never going to accept nothing that you're saying. So this is what God, uh, this is why I say apply this lesson to your life. Don't try to be a little Jesus. Jesus said, you know, they're not going to listen to you. If they don't know him or his father, they're not going to listen to nothing you said. Now, verse 4, he said, I, I have told you this so that when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you. Now, see, we know all this. We on the back end. I mean, we yeah, we on the actual. Jesus already did all of this, but now we can read it in His Word what He said to to the disciples, and we apply this. He said, "I didn't tell you this from the beginning because you wouldn't. You was with because uh, He was among them. That's why He couldn't say that. He was getting ready to go away, so therefore He couldn't tell them all of that because it wouldn't matter to them because He was right there doing all the miracles, feeding them, you know." And doing everything right there, encouraging them daily. Down in verse 5, it said, But now I am going to him who sent me. None of you ask me, Where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. They, they got very sad. Just think about if we was even there. We can, I can't even imagine being in that circumstance of being there with Jesus. I, I, I don't have the mental capability to even fathom that. So I, I love reading the stories and knowing that it didn't happen. And there were some live people walking with him and, and listening to him. Uh, verse 7, but very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away unless I go away the advocate. Who is the advocate? Come on, y'all. Talk out. Who is the advocate? The Holy Spirit will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. All right, verse 8. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong 
being the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Bottom line, uh, the Holy Spirit does convict us, if we can hear him, of sin, uh, of righteousness and judgment. A, a lot of times, you all, because we have the spirit, the gift of discerning, you can look at somebody and t you can look at some people and tell them ones that do not want to change. I was speaking to Brolin this morning because I, I work with the homeless pretty much all my ministry since 96. And the thing that I have learned, there is a lot of people that wants to stay homeless. When you give, when all these different organizations give them stuff left and right all the time, they're comfortable. They don't, they don't, they get that little check from the government, they're fine. They don't want to have to pay rent, or they don't want, they don't want to have to buy their own food. They don't, and a lot of them do not want to go to work. And you say how you say, I know it because I've seen it, and they do it. That's how they live. I know a lot of folks that don't want to work. Yeah. A lot of people just don't want to work. I don't know, but the Bible tells us if you don't work, you don't eat. So therefore, they go to these agencies that give it to them for free. Verse 9. I didn't go back to 8 and then jump to 9 again. 8 said, when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin because people do not believe in me. People just, bottom line, don't believe in Jesus. It's so much new stuff that's coming out now, you all. That's why we have to be aware. We have to have open eyes and open ears. Now, in our past two lessons, uh, we skipped Mother's Day out of respect because it was Mother's Day, and I enjoyed mine. But the other two lessons we asked about, who are you, who are you listening to? First, it was who are you walking with, and who are you listening to? And that's why I sent out that little tag uh, saying, you know, you need to get rid, get away from people that's holding you back. Again, a reference to the crabs in the basket mentality. That we want to stay around, we want to listen to what they're saying because it makes you feel good. When you have an itching ear, people say all kind of crap, and you just like it. A lot of people like pity. A lot of people want people to pity them. It's a whole lot, you all. And we don't have time to waste time on those people that want to sit on sit in pity. They're not accomplishing anything. I do not want to waste my life waiting, telling somebody, allowing people to tell, well, you look good. I'm sorry you can't do this, you can't do this, but you look good. God is using you. I had to tell a woman off the other day, and I had to block her number two. Well, God is doing great things for you. I think you do the same thing to you if you be obedient. God, God will do anything. He have gifts and talents for each and every one of us, but we have dull of hearing. Going on to verse 10, it says that the Holy Spirit will tell you about righteousness because I'm going to be going to the Father where you can see me no longer. This is Jesus talking to them. And 11, and about judgment because the prince of the world now stands condemned. Who is the prince of the world? Can you all hear me? Yes, the devil. Oh, okay. All right. Y'all speak. Please speak up. Please speak up. Verse 12. I have so, I have much more to say to you, more than you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you, what is yet to come? Who is he talking about? The Father. 
he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, that is one of the names for the Holy Spirit, Spirit of Truth. When the Spirit of Truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he'll be whatever he's saying, he's already got it from God and he gives it to us. He can even tell you what's to come, but you got to have an open ear, open heart open mind to be able to see first of all your open heart you got to have a relationship with Jesus in order for the spirit of God to live in you he can't live in you if you don't believe there is a Jesus if you don't believe that Jesus is the son of God and I'm going to repeat that the Holy yes. Spirit cannot live in yes. you if you do not believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God Jesus said you, you, you're hanging out with your other father the devil that's in the word, y'all, right there in the word. And we are not moving forward. Yeah. We're not doing anything because we're, we're, we're baffled. We've got so many noises in our brain. So, so much noise in our brain. Okay, now verse 14. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. I'll read it again. He will glorify me because it is from me. That he will receive what what will make you known to me. In other words, the Holy Spirit will what we say, what the Holy Spirit says to us. He's glorifying God, glorifying Jesus, and he is saying mm -hmm. what will make us known to Jesus. Think think about. I'm, I'm gonna just pause a minute so you all can think about. It. He will glorify me because it is from me. That he will receive what he will make known to you. I, I, I want us to get this deep in our heart. We are sitting, if you are sitting in a uh, drama situation, every, every day you got drama going on, you need to get out of it. Just bottom line, drop it and get away from the people. If, unless you're, unless, excuse me, unless you're the drama creator. If you're not the drama creator or always doing this, you know what you are? We can have so much passion for people that we can become no good to God. Because Jesus yeah. didn't spoon feed nobody. He just said, this is free. You receive it or not. And that's what God tells us to do. We're not supposed to spoon feed babysit people. I'm talking about spiritually, you all. Yeah, in cases when uh, physical stuff, yeah, we do. But I'm talking about spiritually. We should not get in the way of anybody allowing ourselves to babysit them. What we're doing, we're distracting them from God. And we think we're doing mm -hmm. something good, but we're not doing anything good. We're doing the worst justice on the people that always pacify them and allow them to think wrong. Verse 14, he said, He will glorify me because it's from me that he will receive what he said, receive what will make known to me. Verse 15. All that belongs to the Father is mine. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is what Jesus said. Everything that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. When we allow ourselves to have an open ears, open heart to what God is saying to us, he can give us directions how to start a million dollar business. And don't allow yourself to go uh, some, what somebody else has said. Take some time. He, he will drop a beer or drop something in your heart, you all. Allow God to speak to you. 
if you want to accomplish and go forward, he will talk to you, but you got to have an open ear to hear what he's saying to you. Now, verse 15, I just want a couple of you all to tell me. When I read verse 15, tell me, what does this verse mean to you? Now, verse 15 says, All that belongs to the Father is mine. And that is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. What does that mean to someone? Y'all speak up. What does that mean to you? To me, um, everything that um, our Father has, um, I can have. I can have. I can get because everything is His. So it's mine too. If I'm with, if I'm with Him, if I'm in Him, right, in God, right. All right. Anyone else? Oh, okay. Um, I just I look at it as the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh huh. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. Oh, uh, okay. And and but each of all three. He's all three. Yeah. Uh, when you go back and, and you read some of the other scriptures, this this one here would just like tickle your heart to know that God loves you so much that he gave, sent his son to die on the cross, get beat, slapped, whipped, yeah. die on the cross, and went through all kind of torment so that I don't have to go through that. Now, yeah. some of us don't understand it. We don't have to go through it. But a lot of times we put ourselves in situations where we go through it. You, you can live a clean and righteous yeah. life. You don't have to be in a drama set life. You don't have to, That's your choice. That's your choice. Then sometimes when things happen... He will give you wisdom how to get out of it. But he will not, he's yeah. not going to sit there and pacify you and say, it's okay, it'll work out good. You just give it all to me and you sit in that mess. That is not God, you all. That's the devil putting out that mess. God ain't saying that. He loves us too much for us to go through that, but it's a choice we make. And those of us that don't know how to make a choice, I'm at a level that I say, oh, well. Unless, you know, no disrespect to anybody, unless you're deaf, dumb, or stupid. That's Jesus talked about that in the Bible. In the Bible, God can still get his word to you. He can still get his word to you because he yeah. can get in your heart. You will know his word. But a lot of times where we at is because of our choice. It's the choice we make. Yeah. Uh, now, now, I'm going to go ahead and now because we're going to... And, and just on that, Vera, uh-huh. you said that is so important. And the thing is that a lot of us don't question things either. Right. We have choices and we don't question them. Right. And there's nothing so wrong with about questioning them. I have learned that, child. the very beginning of Adam and Eve, if they had to just said, why can't I eat from this tree? They should have questioned God. Uh-huh. And that's part of our, that's part of the gift that God gives us. He's not a shut down God. He's an approachable God. He lives within us. Right. And so we can talk to him. Mm-hmm. We, we, we live with our, our family every day. You talk to your family every day. You can talk to God the very same way. It doesn't have to be a whole script thing. You talk to him naturally. Amen. You can talk to him naturally and he will hear. Mm-hmm. We, look, I'll say it this way. He will hear if your house is clean. I mean, this temple, the, uh, this, this, this building that we have, this temple, 
when you don't have a bunch of sand and a bunch of all dirty ashes in it, a bunch of, a bunch of curses and, and stuff that have put on you, when your eyes are open and you know you got your body clean, your physical body clean, you do health-wise, you eat-wise, you clean your body out, and spiritually, you don't take on a bunch of junk. Uh, if you, if you take on a bunch of junk, other people's drama, other people's stuff, uh, other people's vomit, you, you remember how we talked about what uh, James Baldwin said? He said it took him many years to get rid of the vomit that people had told him before he realized that he was a human being. We have been brought up in some culture, in our culture. Our culture has been tormented. And so, therefore, we tormented our children. And they took tormented the children. Going down. It, it takes a lot. A lot of us has no boundaries, no sense of trying to do anything, no sense of wanting to do anything. I, and, I, you know, we close our eyes. I, I look at things around, look at people that's accomplishing something. And my prayer to God is, what can I do to open the eyes of, of, of my people to let them know we can have the very same thing? I stopped working at 62, but I found another job. I got off of my main job that I was uh, retiring from. Then I got off my another job and I worked getting my social security and I worked, uh, still working until the Lord said, nope. No, you ain't going to work no more. And I, even though it came through a way that I didn't like it, I received it. And I, when I talked to him, I understand because I had to work this old body down. I had worked it too much because all the gifts and things that I was doing, I just worked out. And, and he had another plan for me to do. And God has another. I'm not talking about now with the, uh, with the stroke thing because I still, he still has another plan for me. Showing me some cute little things that I'm going to do and I'm enjoying it. All right, but but uh, I'm going to go on to the next part here. Now, this part starting with 16 is the part where the disciples, they were sad, remember? They were very sad because he was leaving. They yeah. were confused. A lot of them, they still didn't know who he was. They were confused. It says here, the disciples' grief will turn to joy. When somebody goes away, you, you get saddened. You get very, very saddened. I think when, when my daughter went over to Dubai, it really made me kind of sad that she was going so far away, but that was what she needed to do in order to prosper in her life. I couldn't hold her back and said, no, no, you stay in this United States. You got to stay here. You can't go no further. You got to stay right here. Nope. Uh-uh. We're not supposed to do that. After 18 years old, we're supposed to let him go. Because Jesus said right then, they're in their right mind. They can make their own choices. But yeah, we can help them a little bit. Ain't nothing wrong with helping them. But we're not supposed to make the choices for them anymore. And if and I, I say to some, because I have those in my house too, you still have to stand for God regardless as to what their choices are. That's because you don't. we don't want to lose our soul when we're trying to sacrifice for them. It won't work. It won't work. Now, verse 16 said, Jesus went on to say, In a little while, you will see me no more. And then, after a little while, you will see me. I'm not going to explain all of this. I want this to hit your heart. You repeat it, read it again, and let it go into your heart. That is the only way we're going to get out of the stupor, you all. Verse 17 says, At this, at this, some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying? And that's what we're saying now. What does he mean by saying? In a little while, you'll see me no more. And then after a little while, you see, you will see me and because I am going to the Father. He said he physically they weren't going to see him. 
Because he was, after the crucifixion, he was going up to the Father. That's what he was going to do. Now, you know, after the crucifixion, Jesus was around on the earth 40, 40 days. All right. Uh, 18, they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Are you all saying that same thing? Do you don't understand what it said? Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. And he said to them, are you asking one another what I meant when I said in a little while you will see me no more? And then after a little while you will see me? Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but you but your grief will turn into joy. Think about that, you all. When he said, Jesus was leaving them. And because of all that, he, it was sad that he was leaving them. He wasn't going to be walking around anymore with them. But but again, when they when you really think of when they thought about it, they thought about the good times they had with him and why he died. And that's how it is with us today. We, we didn't walk with Jesus. But now when you think about it, even though the crucifixion was awful, it was terrible. But when you understand, when you have the Spirit of God living in it, you, uh, you get total joy. The Word says the joy of the Lord is my strength. When I think about the fact that God sent His Son for me, and I don't have to go through all, I have a choice. I can go through all that crap. I don't have to go through it. That brings me joy. That gird, I can gird, I put my good gird up. My good, good grip on things. I get focused. I get focused. I know I have a clear mind. I don't have to have a crazy mind, uh, uh, eating all this crazy stuff in the world. I can have a clear mind. I can read, know the fact that I got somebody living in me that give me wisdom, give me direction, give me strength when I'm tired. And the, the joy, the joy that I know that God loves me. He, and the song I, I was playing that earlier, Jesus loved me. Go, sometimes play that song. He loves us, you all. He really lo he loves us so much that he laid down his life so we don't have to do that. I, I don't know how else to say it, but once we get that in our heart, we really know. Uh, let's see now. He said in 20 verse. Sure, sure. Sure, yes, please. One of the things I just wanted to point out, too, is that we have to remember back then, these were simple fishermen, uh -huh. not educated like us, that we have everything around us that we can look up. God puts it in our heart. Knowledge, they didn't have any of that. Nothing. And God uh -uh. had to do, a, and Jesus had to do a lot of stories because he knew they didn't understand a lot of things. He gave stories, short stories, and tell them stuff because he didn't. He knew they didn't understand at the time what he was talking about. Amen. And we have all this. We can read and interpret this and understand what he's saying. Uh -huh. They didn't have that back then. No, they didn't. It's, 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 it's yeah, right. It's almost like you have a hard heart. Hard. Your heart is hardened because you don't want to take time yeah. to learn who God is. Look all the way back to the uh, king when the Israelites were try trying to uh, get away from him. And God had to put all of these things upon them because he had a hard heart. God had to do different things to unharden his heart. But he, he put the heart in on his heart because he knew how he was anyway. Verse 21. This is another example that Jesus gave. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. When her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy 
that a child is born into the world. That's perfect understanding how it is, you all. All that stuff we go through, all the anguish and the pain. But when you receive Jesus in your heart, you forget about all that pain. Because you got Jesus now. That's about the plainest way I know how to make it. This is a good example. We've gone through stuff and we don't want to hold on to all that stuff. That we have endured from a child. A child growing up. I have a, uh, the Bryant family did not go through a whole lot of stuff. We, we and when we got to our adult age, we might have had some little worldly stuff we had to deal with. But as growing up as a child, we went to school, went to church, and went home. That's all we did. My great grandkids said, Well, Grandma, did you do this and that when you little? I said, Nope. Did you have a dog? I said, Nope. They always ask me, What, what did I do when I was little? And see, we don't, I don't have, I, we don't have the stuff like they have now. We didn't have all this technology to, to our fingertips. We didn't do all of that. Uh, see, now, 22, it said, So with you, now is your time of grief. But I'll see you again and will rejoice. And no one will take away your joy. Think about it. We weren't there. So we're in a different position just reading this word and knowing that he is, lives within us now. We don't have grief. The grief that we have is griefing over the natural stuff that's lost. Even if I lose a brother or sister, like when I lost my brother uh, in 2019, that hurt so much. I can never explain the hurt, but I do know through all of this, knowing the fact that I had Jesus living in me, and Jesus always answers. Always answer. And I, I, the best way I can say, my brother was going through an illness and and some s- situations in his life, and the time just ran out. But before it ran out, he knew who God was in his life. It, it just ran out because his body was tired. It was woe out. His body and his mind were, had been worn out. And so I do believe even with the death of my brother, God has a purpose of plan. And don't you know it's coming true right now in the Bryant 12. I'm not going to go into details, but God has a purpose and plan. No matter what the world does, he always have a ram in the bush. That's how I look at a ram in the bush. And he had a ram in the bush. And the way the ram was discovered, it it, it was trying to be discovered, uh, let's see, an evil one tried to try to hide the ram, but it couldn't. When God has a plan, nobody can hide what God has for you. That's what I'm saying to you all. When you're in the right kingdom and God got something planned for you, open your eyes and heart, ask Him. Ask Him, what do you? I need this and that. But if you 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 hanking and shaking, shacking and racking, He ain't gonna give you nothing. I, I, I'm using real crazy words because I can't get out what I really want to say. Clean. <laughs> I want to say it cleanly. God ain't going to give you nothing you shacking with somebody. I'm going to tell you right now. He ain't going to give you nothing. But what you get, you probably can do it all yourself and make it really look like God give it. God has a purpose and plan. And what we need to do is calm ourselves down, shut those voices down. If you want to live a nice, clean life, if you're ready to retire, you don't want to be still working and you ain't got no money. I tell the young people now, get you a job that, that, that can take out some taxes and social security. Because it's not going to go away. Uh-uh. It's never going to go away. They say it is, but it's not. Got too many old, rich, white people that want their money. They may not do it for us, but there's going to be some people in the world that are going to keep that social security around from them. And they got a bunch of crooks out there telling all of that. But anyway, let me keep going. 
down to verse 23. Uh, in that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly I'll tell you. My father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Boom. That's what we pray. He said it again. In that day. You were, he's talking to us too, you all. In that day, you no longer will ask me anything. They couldn't, because Jesus was going to the Father, so they wouldn't be able to ask him anything. Very truly, I tell you, I love how he says that. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. That's when we pray, we end it in the name of Jesus. We're asking, asking, asking the Father to give us things. In the name of Jesus. He said the only way to the Father is through the Son. I don't care what these religions are teaching. I, Vera Glass is going to teach you what the Bible says. The only way to get to the Father is through the Son. And the Son's name is Jesus Christ. That's the name they named him. Verse 24. Until now, until now you have not asked for anything in my name. He was talking to the disciples. Ask and you will receive. And your joy will be complete. This day I say to you all what the word of God says right here. A lot of times we don't ask. In James it says we ask amiss. Because we don't know why we're asking. And we're asking for it wrongly. We're asking for, asking for it savage. Quintina, get James. I think it's James 1 and 3. I think that's what it is. If not, Google it. Speak it in Google. If we, we ask amiss. I'm not sure. I think it's one and four, something like that. But let me go ahead, though. Though I have been speaking figuratively, F I G U R A T I V E L Y, this old dry mouth. Okay, let me drink some water. Hold on a minute. You know, he always talked in symbols, stories, giving us examples. That is, a, that's why, that's how I learned how to preach. I always, uh, when the Lord placed something on me, he always give me an example. And then to find the scripture from the example and go from there. So figuratively, that's how he was. He gave, he gave us examples. It was always stories. This, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language. But, I, but will tell you plainly about my father. In that day you will ask in my name and I was... Uh, I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. Y'all get that? Let me read that again. Yes. He said, in that day, you would ask in my name. You ask the Father in the name of Jesus. He said, I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. He is saying he was not going to go to the Father and ask the Father. But you got to do it yourself. When you have that scripture, Quintino, let me know. I got it. Okay, go ahead. Which one is it? Knowing um, James 1 and 3. Okay. Knowing that that the trying of your faith works it takes That's the one you want? Uh, keep reading. I think it's another one. Let, let me, uh, is the LG so in? The Yeah. Uh -huh. Go ahead, read read down a little bit. Little. I think it's round four. Okay. But let the patient have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entirely, entire, wanting nothing. But if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives all men liberty. 
and upbringeth not. Okay. It shall be given. It shall be given him. Okay. Well, that's so. That's your all's homework to find it. It's, it's something about the bridle of your tongue. So it's, it's in around in that. But we're not gonna stick on that. We're gonna keep going. Now this part here, twenty six. I like what it says. Is in that day you're gonna ask him. You say this day we have to ask God through Jesus. This is how we get to just just think about you all in your room. You have a in your house. You have you in the bedroom in your house. You want to get out of the bedroom to get to the hallway or, or get to the next room, however your house is set up. But you got to go through this door to get it out, get out to get to the next room or whatever. We're in, we're in this room and we want to go out to the door and use Jesus as the example. He is the door. And the only way to get to the Father, you got to go through the door. I don't know how else to say it. The bathroom. In order, in order to get to the bathroom, you got to open the door and go into the bathroom. You can't get in there without going to a door. You can't go to the walls. Jesus is saying the only way to get to the Father, you got to go through me. You got to believe who I am. That's that's it's so simple. I don't know how else how to say it. If you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you're walking in a fake land. You you you're walking with the other father, the devil. Jesus is the Son, it's the Trinity, the three Trinity. It's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you're not understanding that, go back in the Bible and read and pray fast and ask God to give you understanding. There's nothing wrong, no embarrassment with that. It says if you don't need if you don't have wisdom, ask for it, he'll give it to you. Verse 27 says, No, the Father Himself loves you because you love me. The Father, it said, No, the Father himself loves you because you love me and have believed that I came from God. Bottom line. Boom. That's it right there, you all. I don't know. I, I read through this, but this is what the Holy Spirit gave me to teach you on the day. He's not saying he's going to go to the Father on your behalf. He's not going to do that. He said your Father loves you because you love his Son. That's the only reason God loves us because we love Jesus. And, and it's, it can be baffling to some people, but it's not baffling when you believe that. You're, you're comfortable with it. You know that Jesus, that God loves me. And that's why we sing the song, Jesus loves me. This I know because the Bible tells me so. That's why I know. My grandmother told me that. Yeah. Jesus yeah. loved me. Then my grandmama taught me and I'm teaching my great grands the same thing. I know I taught it to my children. I know us. Verse 28, he said, I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. This is what Jesus is doing. He's leaving us, y'all. He was leaving the disciples. He was trying to explain, explain to give them comfort. We got great comfort today because it's all written and we can read it over. And once we read it over and over and over, it, it penetrates our heart. It's, a lot of times it can't penetrate our mind because we have so many different uh, confusing, com uh, so much vomit. Uh, that's the best way to say it. A bunch of vomit that other people have said or other people dream traditions of how they want to do it. It's stuck in our head. So therefore, we, we, we can't really understand or understand, uh, believe this statement. He said, Jesus said, I came from the Father. Remember he came and, and he was born and Mary a conception from the the spirit of God placed him into Mary's womb. Yeah. He said, "Now I yeah. am leaving." He said, "I'm going now. I'm leaving and and leaving the world and going back to the Father." Then Jesus, then Jesus, 
disciples said, Now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. They got it. Y'all got that? They they got it right there. He said, Now yeah. then Jesus' disciples said, Now you're speaking clearly and without figures of speech. He bottom line told them that I'm leaving y'all. I'm going back to my daddy. Let me tell this person. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, verse 30. We're about done. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. I'll read it again because I'm not reading it that clearly. This is what the disciple says. Now we can see that you know all things. And that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. He, he, Jesus had put put it plainly, put it to the point. And once I once we get off this lesson, I pray that each and every one got a good connection. You just motivated you. You ready to go and do something. Whatever illness you're going, oh no, get out of my body. Go back to the pit of hell. No, you eat right. You get whatever medicine a doctor giving you and check it out make sure it's, it's good for you a lot of this stuff is not good and I fight that daily because I, I have a, these crazy people I'll I, I say these these uh, practitioners I, I don't deal with practitioners but under the insurance I'm under there's a practice they, they, you have a provider and that provider is a pra practitioner nurse that comes because the doctor don't come out because he may have thousands <coughs> thousands of, of people so he has a team of people that will go out and, and talk with you and they always change in my medicine I said no I'm not going to take that I don't need no, no, no. Well, I, yeah I might need some vitamin D but I'm, I'll take vitamin D in another form I don't drink milk but I, there's some little uh, little uh, what you call those little things like little candies you can get. You can get something like that. I don't do too. I don't like too many pills oh, because. Gummies? Yeah, like gummies? the. Yeah, thank you, Pat. I, I like the little gummies in vitamin D because I, I did a study quite a few years ago. And all those pills that we take sits in the bottom of our stomach for years before they melt out. Some of them we can yeah. pass. We pass. What, what, what did the, some of them will dissolve. But most of them, we just pass right on through our intestines and go right on. It's a psychological mind game that we play with ourselves when we take all those pills. Uh, most of them, if you eat right, stop worrying about a bunch of crap, your body will heal. Be obedient to what God is saying. Uh, I'll read 30 and 31 again. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even that you do not even need to have anyone ask you any questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. 31, do you do you now believe, Jesus replied, and I'm going to ask you all the same thing, do you now believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and he died on the cross for you? You don't yeah, have the answer. Yeah. You know, you all, I want yeah. you to ask, ask yourself that sometimes, you all. Ask yourself. Look at your lifestyle. If your lifestyle is crappy, you don't believe. Vera Glass could easily say it. If you got a crappy lifestyle, you always got drama, you always got something going on, you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I'm not going to pacify it. I'm not going to pacify nobody. A pacifier means you put, you in, put, put it in your mouth and you be comfortable, you be quiet, shut you up. That's what a pacifier is. 32 said, A time is coming, and in fact has come, 
when you will be scattered each to your own home, you will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. That has happened to such uh, to us a lot of times. We go into these congregations; they don't like what you got on. First thing we know, we get upset and we go home. That we, we, well, we, we, a lot of congregations we we go in. I don't I don't like Sister Sue because she said something to me one time in the grocery store. You you separating yourself out to be all alone. You're not with Jesus at all. Thirty three says, "I've told you these things so that in me you will have peace." In this world, you would have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the trouble. I'll read it again. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. This world will, will you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome all of this. He's sitting back. Uh, on the right side of the Father, interceding for us. Uh, again, to get to the Father, we got to go through Jesus. He told us we're going to have all kinds of stuff. You can look at your own life, every, all kinds of stuff, going from childhood uh, up to yesterday, up to this day of an uh, hour or so. There might have been all kinds of stuff going on. But he said, take heart. I've overcome it. If Jesus is overcoming it and we're made in his image, we can overcome it. It's a choice that we have. He, he's not going to put us on the screen or make us a puppet. He's not going to do that. He gives us a choice. He puts us in the right mind. If you're having issues with your mind, there are some things out there that you can do to get your mind back focused. But the best thing to get your mind focused is to drop some of that vomit you got in the way. You stop, peep, stop pleasing people. Uh, we're always trying to please somebody. Who cares? Uh, I have a who care mentality. Talk to my sisters and ask them. I don't give a rat's butt. I really don't. <laughs> if you having issues, I don't. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to teach, I'm a Bible teacher. I'm going to tell you what Jesus said. You got that mess because you want it. You hold on to an abuse. I, I, yes. uh, the ladies that's in abuse, they're yes. in abuse because they want it. Sometimes the niggas going to have to go to sleep. And when you go to sleep, you get your stuff up and get out of the way. But a lot of times we do yeah. that because we think we're going to change somebody. I, I, I don't mean to offend anyone, but yes, I do. I'm going to tell you, the situation, if you're in a relationship where somebody is, is, is uh, abusive, you best get up or you're going to die. You don't need to have to die because Jesus don't need you to die for him. You, you're not going to do anything by sitting somewhere taking abuse. Most of all, God can't help you because you, if you know who God is and you know you got the Holy Spirit in your life, one person hitting you, you let them know, okay, hit me again, and you, they're going to bring a black, a black bag. I love telling this story. When my brother was in the hospital, and no, this is the beginning of his illness. Very, very, he was very, very, he was going into the coma then. And I was, I was sitting in his uh, room in a chair way over in the corner. I had all white on. And one of, one of these demons rolled in there on the wheelchair and said to him, I told you you won't go into North Carolina. I told you you won't go into North Carolina. After, after I listened to about five times, I got up and I walked over to her. I said, he either walked there or he's going in a black bag. And I'll never forget it. And I didn't stutter either. He went to North Carolina in a black bag. God will mm -hmm. give us the directions mm -hmm. what to do, you all. 
He'll have, make it so that we have peace. We don't have to go through this junk. We have Jesus Christ there interceding for us. All he said, if you just believe that I'm the son of God, I'll be in you. I'll say it again. All we got, all we have to do is believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Then he sends a comforter. He should send another comforter. Someone that can live in all of us. Jesus could not live in all of us when he was on this earth. He was in the natural. You can't do it in the natural. I'm talking about the spirit. We control our natural life. God controls. If we allow him, he will control our spiritual life. All we got to do is eat the right food. And I mean, he said that his word is the bread of life. Eat his word. Read his word. Know what uh, interpretation you're reading, and if you don't, it, and when you get to a point, <coughs> it gets you upset and, and it's uh, confusing. The spirit of God will tell you whether or not it's right or wrong. I listen to some to some of these teachers now, and uh, it's predominantly our culture. All this hooping don't mean crap to me. Don't give me all this hooping. Give me the word of God so that when I walk out, I got a word in my hand. I, I can't walk down the street popping locking. When somebody knocking on my house trying to yeah. try and turn the bank in my door, I can't I can't call them pop let, let me do the pop lock. The twist or shake or whatever those new dances are. No, I can call on Jesus. Somebody's messing with me, Jesus. Because we all should have that type yeah. of relation. Just tell him. Somebody messing with me. And we're supposed to sit down and listen and see what he says. And he'll tell, he'll give it to you, you all. I don't know how else to say it. He'll give you the desires of your heart. A lot of time God places desires in our heart. And because it's something we may want. And then when we think about it, that's something God put in us to give us an appetite. To give us an appetite for something. And I'm talking spiritual, not natural. All right, so I, I thank God for the uh, attentive lesson this evening, and I pray that each one of you got something out of the lesson and that you'll be able to uh, go back and listen to this on, uh, let's see, the Google podcast and, and enjoy the lesson, read the word. Most of all, go back and just read John 16 again. Um, maybe read it if a different different version. And you don't, if you don't understand it, you ask the Spirit first. If you don't understand it, and you know you have the Spirit of God living in you, ask and He'll explain it to you. If you don't have the Spirit of God living in you, you won't understand this lesson. I don't know how else to say it. You will not understand this lesson. You will not understand anything in the Bible unless you accept Jesus in your heart. And I, I really want to thank each and every one of you that's joining, and we're going to close out in prayer.